0: All right, I need to apologize right off the bat. We had some audio issues in this show. Brad's mic kept going out. Jared's mic kept going out. I don't know what was going on. I don't know why this was happening. So please forgive the audio in this episode. I promise it will get better next week. Radio Drone. And another Radio Drone is upon us. I am joined with Bradley. Here. And I'm joined with Jared. Jared. Jared is here. Jared Foils. Yes. Jared foil. Foils.
1: It's a good thing we're here too. We're missing out on our quality the room time.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? No. I have it on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you, you say, we're not going to hear barely at all during this. He's going to be busy watching The Room.
0: <laughs> oh, hi, doggy.
2: Oh, hi, doggy. Oh, hi, Mark.
0: <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Jared.
2: <laughs> I did not watch it. It is bullshit. I did not watch it. I did not. <laughs>
1: oh, hi, Pat. It's not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> mind. you have any troubles? Talk to me. I'll help you.
0: Coming out of our open, we've got another DVD to give away, and the tri- that's going to be the trivia question this week. I got yet another email asking, what is the song in our open? Yeah. Nobody seems to be able to figure it out. So that's going to be the trivia question for this week to win the, the DVD is, what is our open from? Now, there are going to be a couple of people that are automatically disqualified because they were people that asked me months ago and I told them what it was. No fair because you guys already know, so the people i 've actually told what it is you don 't get to enter i 'm sorry, but it just it 's no fair before I tell people what the DVD is we've got to talk a little bit about some rules for this stuff i I, I kind of thought I was unspoken. Some people got into an unsecured part of the jackalope server and listened to last week 's episode a week before it aired, and they entered the contest i.e. a week before everyone else had a chance to enter the contest. The rules now are, the trivia question is from the date this airs on Jackalope, not the date it's posted to the Jackalope server. Didn't think I needed to specify that, but when it airs on Jackalope. Because the shipping is coming out of my own pocket, I kind of have to... to restrict this to U.S. entries only because... And there goes our overseas audience. (laughs) Exactly. I'm sorry, but I can't afford to ship this to another country because this is all coming out of my pocket right now.
1: And rule number three, no Italians.
0: I I got no problems with Italians if they're in America. I mean, hell, I just had some great pizza tonight. Italians. The DVD this week is Skin in the 70s. It's four movies. We got Blue Summer... Teenage Divorce, which has a really (laughs) high George Takai in it. Sometimes Sweet Susan with Harry Reams. And Summer School Teachers with uh, Chatterbox star Candice Ralston, who who I I like quite a bit. Now, this one, unfortunately, you're not going to get factory sealed because when I got it, I could hear the DVD jingling around inside. Uh, So I had to open it just to save the DVD. So this one is has been opened and I'll level with you I'm probably going to watch these before I send them out.
1: There was a DVD that I used to have back when I had my collection uh I think it was it was opera and I I bought it it was the two disc it was the two disc opera and this was back when they were carrying stuff like that at, at a Best Buy, you know. So, like, Way I could go there and get, like, that in Hell of the Living Dead and whatever, you know. Way back. So uh, it was, like, the only one they had, and I could hear the thing rattling around in there. And I'm like, oh, man, really? Uh, all right. So I bought it. I went ahead and bought it and took it home. And I remember I, for as long as I had that disc, I always had, like, a, a folded-up napkin in there keep the uh (laughs) disc in place
0: i had the same thing with uh street fighter return of the street fighter the Sonny chiba movies not the jean-claude van damme movie um whereas it was the only one that they had at it was like a dollar store 50 cent dvd but it was the only copy of that movie and i could hear the dvd shink shinking all around inside there and i was like oh come on you know you've got 90 copies of horror express one of those couldn't be the loose one right well, speaking, of, I picked up, and Jared, you do need to assert yourself a little bit more into this.
2: I know. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> you're watching. You're watching oh, Tommy Wiseau. I'm
2: not watching it. It's bullcrap. It is. I'm not <laughs> watching it. I am not. Oh, hi, guys.
0: I picked up a bunch of VHSs today from a video store, and I got one DVD: Brad Zombie yeah. Five Killing Birds.
1: Zombie Five Killing Birds
0: picked it up was, today I
1: still to this day don't really know what's worse that one or zombie four after death
0: <laughs> well see the thing i love about about this on the back is directed by horror masters joe damato and claudio latanzai really <laughs> would anyone ever call joe damato a horror master
1: master of something i would call him a sleaze master definitely hard. i don't know because that's all right, let, let's take away, like, how good or bad you think Joe D'Amato's movies are. He doesn't do a lot of horror movies. I mean, he does, but he does as many horror movies as he does porn or sleaze or just straight sleaze flicks or softcore and stuff like that, you know. I would call him a, I would call him a sleaze master, certainly.
0: Yeah, I was reading what was on I the was back. What was on- and it also says, and- starring Robert Vaughn of The Magnificent Seven. Have you seen Have you seen Zombie Five Killing Birds? Just your review of it, so right, I'll, I'll finally be able to watch it now.
1: Vaughn, like on the DVD, Vaughn has a, he has an interview on the DVD, and he barely remembers anything about Zombie Five. He he spends I believe he spends more of the interview talking about teenage caveman than he does uh, Zombie Five Killing Birds. Like he just, it's clear he just doesn't really remember anything about it. Uh,
0: How much was he so, actually in the movie though? 10 How 15 minutes. He in he's in
1: the movie a fair amount. He's, uh, I know that he's like top build on the thing, but he, uh, he's in it a fair amount. It isn't like he's just in it for one scene and then he's gone. He's, he's in it every now and then. I still like, I, I remember, I, I seem to recall that when I reviewed that, I, I might have given Zombie the egg because it had a better soundtrack. <laughs> okay. Like the, like the music, I remember the music being kind of okay in it, but it's, it's, it's got few birds in it, and it's got three zombies.
0: <laughs> well, this, I mean, it was open, but when, I think when I popped the DVD out to check the back of the disc, because this was at a, a resale shop, I think yeah. that was the first time it's ever been taken out of the spindle. The disc is in absolutely perfect shape. So I figured, right. eh, I'll, I'll spend the money. I'll pick it up.
1: It, it could be my old one. I know I only watched it once.
0: <laughs> well, let's see. I'm in Wisconsin. You're in Illinois. I doubt yeah. it's the same copy.
1: Maybe it got mailed there somehow. Possibly. <laughs> I know that I do know now that uh, Spoony had in, informed me about how there are. Uh, Spoony has another Zombie Five. He has a Zombie Five that Jess Franco directed. That one I haven't seen. I haven't seen that Zombie Five.
0: When was that one supposedly done?
1: I don't know. Uh, I saw a, a tiny clip of it. it 70s, 80s, somewhere around there. Not exactly sure.
0: Well, and I picked up a bunch of VHSs. They were all a buck apiece. Yeah. What else did you get? Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Oh, Oh,
2: snap.
0: Some movie I've never heard of called Thrill Kill, starring Robin Ward and Gina Massey.
2: Oh, my God, I love that flick.
0: 1987.
1: I've seen murder.
2: Yeah, Rock. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like
0: it's got a a a really crudely drawn like dot matrix version of a gun yeah. on a computer screen and a woman's head flopped off to the side like the like the gun shot her. I don't know, it looked interesting.
1: Spoiler alert.
0: It's on the cover. It's not a spoiler.
1: Uh no, that's not true. You ever seen the VHS cover of Planet of the Apes?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that it, it, the cover of Empire Strikes Back doesn't say find out if Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Dude,
1: that that actually reminds me going back to uh opera. The back of the, I remember the back of that box showed uh, who the killer was. Yeah, it showed it clear there was Clearly, a shot of who the killer was. It wasn't like because I mean you know the movies it's, it's a mystery you don't find out who the killer is until the end. But when you have a shot of a character who about half of his face is kind of charred and he's grabbing a hold of another person and has a has the murder weapon in the movie held up to their face, that's a spoiler alert.
0: Well, the same thing happened Star Trek Three when the Enterprise blows up. That was put that yeah. they, they wanted to put that on the poster. Yeah. They put it in all the trailers. Leonard Nimoy fought tooth and nail to keep that a plot twist. Yeah. And he said the promotions department of Paramount could not get it through their head that that was a plot twist, and you don't yeah. advertise with that. They could uh. not seem to understand that, he said. I remember when I saw that in the theater. Let's see, that would have been 83, Yeah, I believe, so I would have been 8. I was abs- That shocked me more than Spock's death in 2
1: when the Enterprise blew
0: up. Because the Enterprise, to me, especially as an 8-year-old, keep in mind, pre-Next Generation and all that, that is the symbol of Star Trek. Yeah. And then when that blows up, you kind of go, wow, anything could happen at this point.
1: I remember it didn't, uh, when I first saw 3, it didn't surprise me all that much. I certainly wasn't very shocked by it. But I, I saw some of the earlier, uh, it seems like there was one, so I, I believe I saw 5 before I saw 3. Oh, well, so I'm
0: sorry. In
1: five <laughs> in five, which I don't hate five as much as a lot of other people do, but um, I despise it. I don't despise it. I don't hate it. I don't despise it. It's it's my least favorite of the original cast movies, but I don't hate it. I, I, can, I can watch it. But in in five, you know, there there there's like some references to it in five, I believe. So I I wasn't too terribly shocked when that happened foils you watch are you just watching Church. the room
2: i mean i watched no i'm not watching the room i didn't really watch the movies so much as i did the next generation i mean i was a next generation
1: fanatic i'm strictly an original cast guy
0: see to me i love classic i think deep space nine is not only one of the best star treks it's one of the best science fiction series out there
2: you know, I honestly didn't get into Deep Space Nine until the last two seasons. Whenever they, whenever uh, he finally became a captain, and you know he, he had a ship to command, and you know that's whenever it finally started getting interesting. You know,
0: see, to me, it was like always that. interesting before that, but that's when it really came into its own and said, "We are not just a weaker version of Star Trek." And then, and then they also made the bold move to serialize everything instead of being episodic like Next Generation and Classic Trek, and they yeah. took it to the dark places. Deep Space Nine was the dark corner of the Star Trek it, universe. It,
2: it was it was quite dark. I, I did like that.
0: Next To me, Next Generation, and this is where I divide with a lot of Star Trek fans, fell apart at Season 2. Because I think Season 1, while everyone craps all over the, the bad writing and, you know, some of the obvious sets and whatnot, that was sure. the only season that honestly felt like it was star trek but with new characters yeah it really had a different feel to it and in a way almost an inferior feel to the later seasons but it truly felt like star trek to me yeah and fans always disagree with me on that
1: i couldn't say one way or the other i mean i watched a little bit of next generation here and there was never really into it uh not that i didn't like it i just never got into it uh same with same with the others in the series like i said i've just always strictly been uh an original series fan
0: yeah except for spock's brain
1: spock's brain i think is entertaining as hell it's not good it's entertaining as hell i'll watch spock's brain i'll watch spock's brain 20 times in a row before i'll watch a way to eat one more time (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, and then I also picked up Transformers the movie, the real Transformers movie with Orson Welles. You got the touch. Exactly. I picked it up in a in a clamshell edition. So I've already got it, but I picked it up for the clamshell. Picked up Cat People 82 because my copy the tape broke.
1: Love the Paul Schrader Cat People.
0: XTRO, XTRO.
1: Nice. Haven't seen that in a long time. I
0: got one of your favorites, The Blade Master, TBM. Miles O'Keefe and Lisa Foster nice
1: (laughs) I'd shoot Donald Regan to get a glance at Lisa Foster
0: I picked up some movie I've never heard of but looks interesting from Prism Entertainment called Night Vision starring Stacey Carson Shirley Ross and Tony Carpenter never heard of anybody but it's got hookers on the cover so that looks interesting
1: (laughs) if it's got a hooker with a heart of gold then I'm in
0: no, I think this predates that. <laughs> Picked up a two a two episode set of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Picked up Creepshow Two Special Edition. Nice. Picked up some AIP movie called Up the Creek. I've never heard of. I've heard of that. With Tim Matheson, Stephen Furst, yeah. James Syking.
1: I Haven't seen it, but I, I I know that I know that name. I I believe we had it at our video store.
0: The thing I love is on the cover. Featuring the music of Cheap Trick, The Beach Boys, Heart, Shooting Star, Randy Bishop, Ian Hunter, Danny Sampos, and Kick Axe. <laughs> Sold. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'll give that a try. <laughs> Picked up some film I've never heard of from Nelson Home Entertainment called The Time Guardian. Pray yeah. he's not too late.
1: Oh, I've got that movie. I've got The Time Guardian.
0: With Dean Stockwell?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I uh, found it at a pawn shop. Uh. Geez. A, a while back
0: Carrie Fishers in it on the back of the box too yeah yeah well, never seen it but it looked interesting for a box I
1: haven't seen it either I've got it on my shelf I'm looking I'm looking for it right now <laughs> even if I see it on there it's not like it's in reaching distance um, yeah it's it's over there somewhere I've, I've got it I yeah I found that at a at a, at a local uh, VHS shop we have here in
0: town. <laughs> Picked up Apocalypse Now widescreen just because I didn't have it on VHS. Cool. Picked up and this one kind of pisses me off because it's in a cut. It's a big box so it has been cut, unfortunately. Oh. But Revenge of the Teenage Vixens from Outer Space. Yeah. I With a title like that, I couldn't pass it up.
1: I can never buy the like no matter what it is. I just can't. To I just me, can't I, bring I, myself I, to buy it when it's cut. When it's when they cut the box.
0: I actually just want to kind of watch the movie so. What I kind of watched want to watch the movie, so I was willing to buy it for that.
1: Well, even even that, yeah, I mean, even in that case, if I come across one that's cut like at a store, I'll go home and I'll remember the title. I'll go home and I'll just order it in a big box.
0: Well, yeah, what do I got to do to get that witching big box from you, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: bastard? Oh, um, yeah,
1: some classic big box Orson Welles, exactly. Drink it, the nice box of. Paul Masson wine.
0: (laughs) Isn't he going to do anything?
1: About the only thing I know about Orson Welles is the um,
2: loose. The
0: the critic parodies?
2: No. Well, those. (laughs) Oh, what luck. I have a French fry
0: Fry in my beard.
2: beard. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, With um, a
1: living um... (laughs) whale.
2: No. (laughs) No, no, no. The other um, voice actor that that tries to portray
1: him in uh, his brain. Yeah, Maurice LaMarche does him on The Critic, too. And He oh, he
0: nice. also does him in Ed Wood.
1: Yeah, 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 over Vincent D'Onofrio. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared, you know uh, Orson Welles from Transformers movie.
0: He was in the Transformers movie? He was the voice of Unicron, the big planet-eating robot. No way! Yeah, it was his last role. He actually died a week before finishing that. And the rumor is that uh, Leonard Nimoy finished it, and then they kind of auto-tuned it to make it sound like Welles. Oh, no way. I did not know that. By that point in his career, he was actually so out of it, he was asked about what what movie he was doing right now. He goes, I don't know. Something about I'm a toy, I eat other toys, I don't know. (laughs) He had no (laughs) clue what he was (laughs) doing at that point. I I, I love Orson, though. I love Orson Welles. See, I picked up Moon 44, picked up Howling 5, The Rebirth, just because I didn't have it on VHS. I have got the DVD. Stepfather 3 from Vidmark, the first... Oh,
1: starring starring John Boy Walton number two.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the first one without Terry O'Quinn, so I don't know how good it's going to be. I haven't, oh, you seen, haven't seen it? It's I haven't terrible. seen any past two. I've
1: seen, I've seen it. I've seen Stepfather 3, Father's Day. Yeah, I've seen it. He's,
0: it doesn't say Father's Day on it, it just says Stepfather 3, and the tagline oh, is Daddy's been working in the garden again
1: when i saw it it had a tagline it was it was stepfather three father's day it's 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 the same it's the same character that terry o'quinn plays but at the beginning of it he goes and gets reconstructive surgery and that's why and so that explains why he's a different actor in it but not only that like his voice is completely different too of course because
0: plastic surgery does that
1: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um and i i'm trying to describe I'm trying to think of how to describe what his new voice sounds like but it's just so unthreatening oh well it's okay the guy who plays him was the second guy to play John Boy Walt so his voice sounds just like Richard Thomas so just picture Richard Thomas's
0: voice <laughs> I grabbed the last unicorn yeah cause I love cool. that movie
1: I like the drunk skeleton that's all I remember of that movie
0: I like the tree with the giant boobs
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Picked up The Brood. Never heard of that one, but okay. You've never seen The Brood? No.
1: With a D- David Cronenberg, right?
0: Yeah, David yeah. Cronenberg's The Brood. That's one oh, I've watch never... That.
1: Watch The Brood. You'll like it. It's 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 kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, that's one I never got. And then I, I picked up an Amityville movie. I actually thought I had them all. Because I've got Amityville 1, 2, 3, 1992, and uh, the one with no number in it. Like, The Awakening or something? Today I picked up Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes.
1: Oh, well, that's the Patty Duke one, right?
0: Yes, Patty Duke, Jane Wyatt, and Norman Lloyd.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing that one. There's a part where a guy gets his hand lopped off in uh, garbage disposal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. And then I picked up Mission Galactica, The Cylons Attack, and Battlestar Galactica, The Conquest of Earth, which are really just a couple of episodes edited together to form a crappy movie. And then there was something I couldn't pass up A three tape in the box Box set from PBS Home Video Nerds 2.0.1 A brief history of the internet (laughs) I could not pass that up For a dollar (laughs)
1: 1998
0: too So we're still in dial up era
1: Oh yeah
0: Because it's got a copyright of 98 on the bottom
1: Check it out dad I got 10 free hours of AOL
0: It only takes 14 minutes to download this nude photo. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all the crap I want. I picked up a bunch of comic books and some magazines. Uh, Place had a bunch of old room I didn't have, so I grabbed a bunch of those. And unfortunately, I got so angry because I've mentioned many times I'm a magazine collector, so I always look for old dragon magazines and things like that. They had a huge box, dragon magazines, 50 cents. I go and open it up. It's all issues of Cracked, and I'm like, Hollywood. oh, just toy with me, just toy with me a little bit more. All right, Jared, are you just watching the room, or are you going to participate?
2: I'm participating. Barely. Well, I'm listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go on, Jared, what was your favorite Amityville horror? Uh, it was Curse, wasn't it, you bastard? Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well see i actually have some bootlegs of some of a bunch of three d movies yeah that, Amityville three d yes i've got amityville three d jaws three d Friday of the thirteenth three d and it came from outer space and they're ones where you actually adjust the tint on your t v to a certain level and they will work with the regular three d glasses on your t v
1: yeah i've seen i've had uh DVDs like that before and they they were bootlegs um I had one of Jaws 3D, Friday the 13th 3D, and coming at you, and I could never, like, it did the same, like, adjusting the tint and everything on your TV, and I could never, ever, ever get it set just right to where it would actually work. Like, it would work much better on a computer monitor, but not... Not I could never set it on the TV. could oh my god! It was always impossible for me to do that. (laughs) Well, do you
0: remember back in I want to say like '87 when all the syndicated stations ran Return of the Creature in 3D? Elvira hosted it, and it was a big deal. Every place was given out the free 3D glasses, and that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the last time I saw a movie on TV in 3D.
1: The last time, um, oh, I. I'm trying. To, there has to be one after this, but I remember. Uh, I remember watching Revenge of the Nerds Part Four when that first when that first premiered. The and, Fox TV movie one. Yeah, and, and part of it was in 3D. Well,
0: because I've always wanted to, to to try. There's a certain part of. Uh, have you ever seen Transylvania Twist? The Roger uh, Corman spoof.
1: No, 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 no. I haven't.
0: There's one part where I mean, and it's in it's an airplane style spoof of horror movies. It's actually got numerous funny parts. Yeah. Like at one point, he goes into a room and converses with insert shots of Boris Karloff from The Terror, and it's edited beautifully, where it almost looks like Boris Karloff was in Transylvania Twist twenty years after he died. Nice. But he goes into one room that's all in three D, and I've I've always wanted to try it to see if that that's actual three D or if they just kind of made the weird off color effect of three D for the movie. Have you ever
1: seen it? did you see where they're doing? Uh... They're doing a movie version of The Great Gatsby, and they're doing it in three D. Because
0: <laughs> that totally calls for it. <laughs> cool. Well, I've heard George Lucas is going back and three Ding all six Star Wars movies, and he's oh, gonna yeah, re- I, he's gonna re release those yet again.
1: Oh yeah, I want those. I want those to be literally in my face again. The well, prequels. Because he's releasing them one, two, three, then four, five, and six. The first one we're gonna get, of course. <laughs> the, yeah, Phantom Menace, yeah, I want to Misa, see that. Misa, Misa! Oh, man.
0: There's also, I don't know the name of it, there's a porn movie that was in 3D released in like 82 or 83.
1: Sweet.
0: I can only think of how disconcerting that must have been to be in the theater I, for that.
1: I've only seen... I've only, I don't think I've seen hardcore 3D porn. I've seen very, very softcore borderline on Hardcore, and that was uh, Disco Dolls and Hot Skin 3D. It it was on DVD at one point. It was called Blonde Emmanuel. There was that one, and uh, they just, uh, someone sent me a link earlier. They're releasing a uh, a 3D Ghostbusters
0: porno spoof. I'll actually probably watch that.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's from the same people who did the uh, 3D Avatar porno spoof.
0: See, I don't like the new porn spoofs no, I like I the old ones
1: I, not that the movies themselves can be kind of hit or miss sort of but I don't like them either because they they're so unoriginal in their titles
0: Well cuz I mean like I've got Miami Spice from like 1988. Yeah. That's mu- mm-hmm. going to be much better than My, than this isn't Miami Vice a triple X parody.
1: I hate that. I hate that so much and when you watch the movies themselves sometimes they there can be some decent spoofing going on in it but but come on, give us an actual porn title. This 3D Ghostbusters thing is another one that's just called This Ain't Ghostbusters X 3 d There was a Simpsons one that was just called The Simpsons Triple X Parody. I mean, at least the human centipede porno spoof was called uh, the human sexipede.
0: I was just in an adult bookstore tonight, and they had a huge poster for The Sex Files 2. Yeah. And the creepiest thing... The actress they got to play Scully, looks damn near identical to what Gillian Anderson looked like in 1994. It was just kind of creepy that it's almost like you're really going to be seeing a porn with Gillian Anderson.
1: Yeah, the people who are making, you know, the people who are making a lot of the spoofs nowadays. I mean, when you see the movie, it's clear that they really watch what they're spoofing you know it's not like it's a super horny brothers situation i mean it's you know they're they're actually they're they're at least trying in in spoofing the material but man they are they drop the ball on the titles of these things
0: well the ones the ones i personally like and i know some people are going to go oh my god you are so gay for this is i like the ones where the sex really doesn't have a lot to do with the story. It's you actually get into the story and the sex is part of the story. Whereas most of these, the sex is distracting. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen cafe flesh? No. Yeah. Cafe flesh. The sex actually stops a kind of interesting story and you kind of go, all right, I wish this were a soft core movie so we could just get on with the story. Now, if you want hardcore, you just go get hardcore. If you you don't combine the two because they don't work well together,
1: I've always noticed that with the spoofs, with with with, with a lot of the spoofs, the uh, sex is just kind of annoying, and then it, it goes on for a while. I mean that human sexipede is two hours and fifteen minutes long, oh, wow. literally. I think the Pirates uh,
0: of the Caribbean porno one is two and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, it's just very very distracting, but but yeah, you're right. In stuff like you know the Jade Pussy Cat, uh behind the green door you know classic stuff like that insatiable in those those movies uh you had you had the sex scenes that were very that were intricate to what was going on
0: devil and miss jones absolutely devil, jones, definitely devil because it jones. was all because because that the whole point was the sex scenes but not in a gratuitous way yeah did you ever watch that DVD I sent you? Did you ever watch the cable cut of that? No, I haven't taken a look at that <laughs> yet. I need to.
1: <laughs> take a look at the cable cut of Devil and Miss Jones. be <laughs> the version I show my wife.
0: Do you ever watch any of these with Jared, or is Jared, do you want no part of this part of his Jared, reviews?
2: I like <laughs> porn, and I especially lucky. like... Oh, go ahead. I
1: was just going to say, you're lucky. Your girlfriend, your girlfriend watches porn with you. My Jillian can't stand
0: nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yet she yeah, plays the big box big, model.
1: Oh, you're right?
0: Yeah, it's just now, odd.
2: No, we um, uh, like he lended me the Beavis and Butt Head porn, and yeah, that yeah. was just hilarious. I mean,
0: for the right reason, or hilarious because of how bad it was.
2: <laughs> both. Yeah, I
1: would say both. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely both. <laughs> and it's just, you know, every sex scene that beavis and butthead are are involved in they're like in character during during the sex scene so so you can hear them go uh just laughing Uh, you know (laughs) see the the the, the one
0: thing the one thing i compliment the adult industry on is they come up come up with some absolutely brilliant titles for these things you know i've seen ones called like the soporno's the, the Girl with the Big Brown Eyes. Um, I laughed so hard with th- when I heard that one. Saving for Ryan's Privates.
1: Four yeah, Skin Gum. Ryan. That was a, that skin was a funny one. Uh, San honey Fernando Jones
0: really, and the Valley of Poon. I always liked that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn you, Brad, you beat me to Honey, I blew everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I think they kind of go out of their way when it comes to the titles. Wet Dream on Elm Street. I think th- those are funny.
2: Well, like the obvious uh, obvious one, like uh wet dreams may come and and whatnot
0: Buffy the vampire that's, layer that's
2: like, yeah that, that that's kind of obvious, you know you, you you see you know you see the original movie come out and you're like, oh, I could see this happening, Schindler's lust.
0: <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs once did a whole list I think it was on the, the the movie channel show a whole list of like the 28 best real porn titles that were parodies of movie titles and some of them I, I, I could dig out the list later on maybe for next week some of them are so brilliant that I, I think an ad agent a professional ad agency wouldn't have been able to come up with something like as good as this stuff do
1: you remember what some of the top ones were? No, because I, I I've
0: got like a bunch of his old newsletters, and he listed them all in yeah. that, and I haven't read those in a good ten years. Oh man! So I just and I got to go just, dig out all those old Joe Bob reports.
1: And they just don't try that much anymore on the uh, at least the at least the main porn spoofing that you're seeing nowadays. They're just they just they just don't even try with the titles anymore. It's it's sad. It's like what are you? What are you thinking? That's even people who don't watch porn have heard of some of these por- have heard have probably heard of uh Edward Penis Hands, you know.
0: A river runs eh. through her.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but on the same token, let's switch this to mainstream Hollywood. There's no originality in titles for that either. Look at The Thing prequel that's coming out I want to say later this year. You know what it's yeah. called? The Thing
1: It's just called The Thing?
0: Yeah, because it's supposed to be a companion piece. They don't want people to mistake it for a sequel or a remake. So they're just calling it The Thing. To me, that makes it sound like a remake.
1: They don't want people to mistake it for a remake, so they're calling it the same exact thing as the other one? Yeah. Are they high?
0: Well, look at the difference between Fast and the Furious and The Fast and the Furious Final right. Destination and The Final Destination. Yeah. Right.
2: Speaking of Fast and the Furious, I, I think I have decided I'm going to go ahead and watch those last two movies.
0: The one with the rock hunting them down?
2: Right, right. Fast. I. I, I, <laughs> I just, I, I. you know what? I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, ah, I got to see this. I, it's turned I,
1: into mission I... in freaking sanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, <laughs>
0: well, I you know what? Speaking of Vin Diesel, where the hell is my Chronicles of Riddick 2, damn it? That ended... no, didn't, he
1: just, didn't he just sign on for another one of those?
0: I hadn't read anything about it. I just, I'd just i heard for a, quite a while him and David Toohey were trying to wrestle the rights away from 20th Century Fox or whoever it was that owned it because yeah. they, they didn't want to make another one because Riddick failed quite miserably, whereas Toohey and Diesel want to get it back and make a smaller film again like Pitch Black. And I want to see it because... I don't care what people said. I really liked Chronicles of Riddick quite a bit.
1: I didn't think it was. I think uh, I, I think it would have been a much better movie if if it was a much harder film. Watch the the, the, was, the DVD is much a...
0: harder. The DVD is much harder. It's a different cut. It's the director's cut of the movie. Is if you it? only, oh, if you only saw yeah. it in the theater, the DVD is a harder cut.
1: I haven't seen the I I've only seen the theatrical and I sure I didn't think it was as god awful as a lot of other people did but you know I I was I spent most of the time watching it saying I would like this if it was a lot if it was much rougher like Pitch Black but no they uh, actually uh he and the director have David Toohey. are yeah they're they're uh, they're going to be making another one that's going to be much more like Pitch Black
0: well, if you like that, you need to... I can send you a copy. I've got a bootleg of it. It aired on Sci-Fi Channel. There's actually a prequel TV movie called Into Pitch Black. Yeah. That actually... It it, it follows right after Pitch Black where a mercenary has to track... down. Remember the, the art dealer that got killed? The one that was uh making the light by blowing the uh, liquor by, yeah, into the yeah. fire? Uh-huh. Remember all that art he had? That was insured for billions of dollars. Uh So the insurance company wants to track down what really happened, so they hire a mercenary to find out what happened, and he, of course, thinks Riddick killed everybody. And Vin Diesel actually appears in this. You see all the prison footage of Vin Diesel actually escaping from the slam before Cole Hauser catches him in the first movie. And so it's a sequel-slash-prequel to Pitch Black that only aired once on the Sci Fi channel called Into Pitch Black.
1: No, I was going to say, I might have to check that out.
0: The British DVD has it as an extra, but in America, it only aired once on Sci-Fi. I've got a copy of it. I can always send it to you if you want.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just waiting for a sequel to Babylon AD.
0: That's not going to happen. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jared?
2: You know who was in Pitch Black that I'd like to see do more work in movies is the Keith monster. David.
0: Keith David's in tons of movies. What are you talking about?
1: Not really. I mean... Yeah, he is. Keith David does like 10 movies a year.
0: Plus a ton of cartoon voices.
1: But
2: that's what I'm saying. I want to see him do more serious stuff, not... What was that... God, that Larry the Cable Guy...
0: Oh, God, was he in that? I've never seen any of the Larry the Cable Guy movies.
1: Me neither, and I'm never going to.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you you can't make me watch those.
2: Here, here, here! Before you, before you think, oh God, Jared, what, uh, you just mentioned Fast and the Furious. Now you're mentioning a Larry the Cable Guy one. I I watched the movie back when I was dating um, that that one girl uh, with the. Uh, I'm just not going to mention her name. Okay, that's the, fine. The girl with uh, Brad, you remember her? The girl with okay. the SUV exposed me to a lot of really crappy stuff <laughs> speaking speaking of
0: that did you ever find out that uh richard gear movie you were looking for last week <laughs> i did with I with, with, with you are my Gere. north or something like that
2: it wasn't richard gear um it, it ended so we don't being... have
0: to worry about gerbils in the rear end
1: <laughs> <laughs> gear it ended up being
2: um um oh god now i i forget um Dang it, hold on, let me IMD. It was Message in a Bottle. Even <laughs> he, it was Message in a Bottle. He's yes, going to IMDb I, it again. What was in it? What? I said, I said
0: he's going to go IMDb it again.
1: It was Message in a Bottle. You know that classic Richard Gere movie with Sean Wright Pen.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the one where Richard Gere was played by Kevin Costner? I
1: think
2: it was. Kevin Costner, that's who, <laughs> that's who it was. Hey,
1: shut up, okay? <laughs> It had it had had either Robert Redford in it or Paul Newman. I can't. It
0: it it might have been Billy D. Williams. I don't know. They're all the same. Richard Gere, Billy Billy D. Williams. They're almost the same actor, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just wow. This is a good day.
1: (laughs) Message in a bottle. What?
0: Such a chick flick, man. I've never you seen know, that, I, and my my know, wife watches why, the Lifetime channel constantly. This is why
2: I sit quietly <laughs> because
1: <laughs> it's got one of the worst like, next to All,
2: all Ooh, night <laughs> I've been mentioning movies and just getting booed
0: because <laughs> you're what mentioning you bad movies.
1: Larry the Cable Guy movie.
0: <laughs> what do you expect when you when you mention a a freaking uh, Fast and the Furious movie? You're not talking <laughs> high end stuff here.
2: Well, I know, I know. I, I just okay, okay. Let me, let me explain the fast and furious thing. All right. Okay. Um, I, I lived with a roommate who just believed the first one to be like realistic. <laughs> like he swore to me up and down again that a, uh, that a uh, modified, souped up Toyota Supra could outperform. A Ferrari. <laughs>
1: of course, it can if it's CGI. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, or if it if uses movie physics. Ferrari just isn't uh, just isn't trying. <laughs> Sh- Shit, it is tight, yo. But you got to,
0: but, but you got to <laughs> yeah. remember, there's movie physics involved that changes everything.
2: Right, right. So he's, so he just swore for the life, uh, for the life of himself, that though that those movies were were factual. And, and, and based on real, like, you know. Events? Well, not real events, but real, like, auto mechanics. <laughs> and so, you know.
0: I, Jared, those he, are as he, based on real auto mechanics as The Human Centipede is based on actual physics.
1: Yeah, hey, that movie's 100% medically accurate. The box told me. And (laughs) and video
0: boxes won't lie. Let's see. I believe Return of the Living Dead was based on a true story too, wasn't it, Brad?
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. guys, guys, guys. I'm with you on this. Um, the, the, you know, my in this, I looked at him like he was like he was on crack, which (laughs) which as much uh, weed as he smoked, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Whatever you do, Jared, don't let him get in the cars. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh. but uh but i saw the first one i saw the second one i actually own the third one i got that from uh some gift bag i i didn't pay for it okay i didn't pay for it so don't so before you think any less of me i didn't pay for it all right um and Huh? Yeah, yeah, too late. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I will say this: I will say this. The third one, while the acting was awful, like, oh my god, awful, uh, and and the plot was equally awful. It was it was a different approach. It was a different style. In the fact that it was a shitty movie.
0: <laughs> See, to me, I just want to know why the fourth one wasn't called The Fast and the Foreas.
1: I know,
2: right? <laughs> right. Because that right? would have
0: made sense.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well, and then and then the fourth one came out, and I just thought, give me a f***ing break. Damn it, there I go again.
0: Man, I, I, that bleep button is just going to be all over you tonight.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, and... The fourth one comes out, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. The first one was about them robbing trucks for auto parts. Well, now the fourth one is about them robbing trucks for gasoline. (laughs) They've (laughs) evolved,
0: man. They've evolved. Speaking of the the gasoline reminded me, last night I was watching a – I picked up a Twisted – or – Downloaded a bootlegged a Twisted Sister DVD of all their music videos, and the beginning of "Be Cruel to Your School." Bobcat Goldthwaite is in like a junkyard, looking for Twisted Sister, and he goes, "Wow, it looks like uh, Mel Gibson's house." And I'm thinking, "What?" And then I realize, "Oh, this came out right after The Road Warrior." Okay, <laughs> now that makes sense. Just this looks like Mel Gibson's house. It just sounds such a a weird, out of nowhere reference. Jared, okay. the yeah. game report what's the status of that
2: Um, I just got done shooting it today Uh, it's going to enter post production after we get done here Um, I should have it done as long as I don't flake out and procrastinate I should have it uh, up on my Facebook by uh, tomorrow
0: so by the time this airs it should be up Oh, and don't procrastinate too much or you'll go blind
2: (laughs) I'm a chronic procrastinator
0: yeah, I just never get around to doing it. Wow. There was
2: a uh, procrastinator's meeting, but uh, it's been postponed.
0: <laughs> the, 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 t- t- tonight's psychic reading has been canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> I always love that. So <laughs> That's
2: a good one.
1: I never heard that one. <laughs> I like that.
0: So, Brad, what do you got coming up for Snobby?
1: Um, I kind of took a little bit of a break from the snob that... But I'll be, whenever I do that, I always make it up. I do it usually like two the following week. So the next one I'm doing is uh, Alice in Wonderland, the musical porno.
0: When are you going to do uh, that 10 to midnight tape I sent you as a big box?
1: Oh, that I need to uh, uh, send off for the uh, artwork for that. Um, you I'll also just...
0: need to get your black box ready since he only kills people in the nude. You're going to well, be black I, uh... boxing big chunks of that movie.
1: There'll be one in between there because the last one that I did was from a MGM so I'm gonna have one in between 10 to midnight probably great white Death <laughs> the shark the movie. shark one yeah
0: oh yeah okay get this as a VHS collector you can feel my pain on this. there's always these movies that you ran a- that you always ran across on like these public domain DVDs and whatnot but you could never find them on VHS. And then, yeah. and then once you do, you find four or five different copies. I don't know how many copies of Night of the Sharks I now have. <laughs> I literally picked it up on a public domain DVD. Yeah. I picked it up on a, on a two-movie public domain DVD with a Tom Skerritt film on the same disc. Yeah, now nice. I've got four, different, four completely different companies' releases of VHSs for Night of the Sharks.
1: <laughs> Yet for
0: years, I'd heard about this movie and was unable to find it. Yeah. And then I just find multiple copies. Why does it always work like that?
1: <laughs> it's the same reason why when you listen to an oldie's station uh, and uh, they'll throw one out there that you haven't heard in like five years or something like that. Like, hey, haven't heard that for a while. And then you proceed to hear it every day after that.
0: Or, <laughs> or, or the same thing happens with... Uh, whenever you buy something off ebay you know you're you're constantly looking around for say a tape a game a poster or something yeah. nobody's got it no one has it one guy on ebay's got it for way too much and he's yeah. the only guy for months who has it you finally break down and pay like the 80 bucks the yeah. next week four copies pop up for 20 dollars, and you just uh-huh. want to bang your head into the table going really you, you go you want to look up and go really that's how you're going to play this it's
1: all sorts of crystal pepsi available this week
0: Yeah, it just, everything seems to happen in clumps, and it really bothers me as a collector how Uh. that
1: happens. (laughs) I can be
0: looking for something for years and no luck, and then I'll run across four copies in a month. Yeah. You just kind of...
2: So, Josh, you're asking us what we've got going on. What about you? What have you got going on?
0: Uh, I got a couple of things I don't really want to say right now because they could blow up in my face. And I don't, sure. I don't want to announce something that won't actually happen. But can you, I, you give us a hint? I do. I am still trying to get Plan Ten from Beyond the Other Dimension up and going. It'll be kind of like it came from Beyond Midnight, but just me with a much more serious approach to showing the movies. And uh-huh. the people, you, you'll get full public domain movies as well as some licensed stuff that I still have the rights to. Full uncut movies, except for nudity, since Blip won't let me put nudity on. Yeah. And I, I'm going to take a serious. Analytical approach to breaking these things down, still pointing out all the plot holes and all the stupid crap in them, but not in a jokey like it came from me at midnights very much a making fun of the movie kind of way. Yeah, yeah. A- and this is going to be much more serious. And former KNB FX man Hank Carlson, is my partner on this, so he's going to pop in now and then and comment on the special effects in the movies. Nice. Since he actually used to work for Sam Raimi and he's worked on movies like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Army yeah. of Darkness, um, Super Mario Brothers. He made all the Yoshis. So I actually have s- that's going on. I just don't know exactly when it's going to happen because I still have that, I don't have a camera problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and buying a camera is not an option because I'm trying not to lose my house right now. Right. So buying a camera is an expense I just cannot deal with. Hey, anybody out there, I need a good high-end prosumer-grade camera. Hint, hint. You
2: know what you could do? You could do like I did and turn to, uh, like, Kickstarter or uh, Indiegogo.com.
0: We're actually trying a a Kickstarter for Plan 10. I'm actually meeting with Hank this weekend to try and work it out so we can start getting all what we need to together. Yeah. So I'm actually trying a Kickstarter for Plan 10. And then... If that gets off the ground, I've got uh, a fan that has been mucho, mucho kind. He's helping me build a website, so hopefully 1201beyond.com will be up soon. And I don't have to keep leeching off Brad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No worries. (laughs) I leech off him all the time.
0: (laughs) Brad, it's like Attack of the Giant leeches with you.
2: I know, right? (laughs) The giant bald leeches. <laughs> hey,
0: I have hair. I look like Rob Zombie after a bad weekend here. <laughs> All right, we're running out of time. 1201beyond at gmail.com. If you know where my where the opening to this show is from, first person after Thursday that emails me the correct answer in America will win the Skin in the 70s DVD set. And keep in mind, after this, we still have four more weeks of DVDs to give away, so if you didn't like the Shock Festival one or the Skin in the '70s, we've got some other really twisted stuff coming up, and one that's going to really piss Brad off. So that one's <laughs> going to be fun. Dare
1: you give away my Can we do that? <laughs>
0: All right. So I'm going to say good night, Brad Jarrett. Say good night together.
2: Good night. Together. Good night. Night. Good night. Saturn, Saturn, overall.